I want to understand the logic of this one. So because you're kicking me out of the garage for smoking. You will have so 10, you, yeah. And I will have one. Okay. Well, why don't you go have your one? And, and that's it. Yeah, you're sick. You shouldn't be smoking anyway. Your immune system's already taken a beat. Oh, that sounded pleasant. Oh. <laughs> right? You know, oh, Dave, the, did you hear that? Dave, you know what? Nadine right now is not. She's she, oh, no. she's she's sick. She's retching. <laughs> She's what is it, Buckley's? Tab- tablespoon of Buckley's. Well, measured may- tablespoon. Well, maybe if she didn't like hold it up to the sky with her like I fingers, I do my taste buds. Right, uh, so she's pouring it directly she, down her right, throat, like sword swallowing. Uh, Buckley's. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It's, I don't mind it, but I was raised on cough syrup. I can't do this. Right, go get the caplets. I'm serious. When I when I look back at how I was brought up, right, it was a different time. It was right. a different time. It was a different time. You, you remember get the, the Vic, Vicks on the on the chest. Do you remember? Do do you remember the seventies? Yeah. Okay. Well, like, do you remember how much fun they were? Vicks Vicks on the when you got sick. Vicks on the chest and Seven Up that was stirred for half an hour to get the carbonate out of it. Yeah. That cured everything. Ginger ale. Ginger. Is it, what oh, did I yeah. say? Ginger. I said seven. No, ginger ale. Thank you. Yeah. Ginger ale. And if you were raised Italian, you had that diamond that diamond one. That used to oh, come. Yeah, diamond, <laughs> used to come in the wood in, in the, the wood, wood containers. Yeah, like like the milkman. Yeah, come off. It would come off a flatbed, an it, open flatbed. Yeah, come like down a, your street. Like, no, but like uh, like I remember the seventies. Saltine, saltine crackers. Saltine crackers. Yeah. Like, you know the crackers? yeah. And then my grandmother used to scrape some of the salt off. Scrape. <laughs> what? No, the crackers to, to settle your stomach. What kind of crazy grandma did you have that would take the the the, the salt off yeah. of saltine? Because plain crackers because it no, settles your stomach. Nobody told my family because we we had salt and everything. I remember putting like we we had an awful. In a lot of respects, like when you look back to the way I don't know about you, like what did you eat like at Nona's? Like I mean, do you remember any of that stuff? Like like for for lunch when I was in grade school? Yeah, like well, tomato well, I, soup and grilled cheese. You had tomato soup as I watched the Flintstones. What kind of rich kid were you? <laughs> I never met I never met a kid at my school that had tomato soup. But then tomato- again, I didn't pay too much attention to the kids at lunch. T- tomato soup and yeah. My mom my mom used to make me cheese and tomato uh sandwiches. Cheese and tomato? Cheese and tomato. Cheddar, they're good. Yeah, well, you know, she, then you know, it started off being block cheese, like, you know, good stuff. But it gradually became those like it went down to the, velvety, the, the plastic like, plastic slices. The plastic wrapped in plastic. It ta- yeah, it ta- it didn't taste the same. And I remember, I you know, I was really, I was really, sh- you know, ashamed of it. Now I threw away a lot of my lunches. My mother used to, in a pinch, she grabbed this black forest ham and some mustard, and Which, she'd put it on like a, a bun, and and to with me, with lettuce. Any no, lettuce? No lettuce. No, no lettuce. My, my you know, my mother I used was to put, get. I guess I lived on the right side of the tracks because I got you lettuce. You must have. You must have been one of those South End kids. No, West End. Really? Oh, Can, well, that explains West it. West End. That explains it completely. If you, if you, if there's a complete difference, ladies and gentlemen, between <laughs> the West End of Hamilton, aka the Hammer, and King and like, Dern, man, and the that was my hood, the Dundurn hood. What's King, what yeah, King of Dundurn. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. There in the, in the West End, I don't imagine they had much violence. No. 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 Was, no. no. See, I was raised in the North End. Although when I was in high school, my, our house got robbed twice. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Four o'clock you, in the afternoon. Yeah, because the poor kids from my neighborhood went over to the West <laughs> End. They had lettuce. They decided that they were going to get themselves some of the good life. They yeah. Heard, they heard we had lettuce and, and real cheese. You know what? Screw you. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I, 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 you know, so I, I, I remember. But, but, but for dinners though, 
Like I remember growing up in an in Italian household, there was always wine on the table. Like, I mean, you, you couldn't avoid it. I mean, it was there. It was, it was red and white sometimes at my grandmother's house. And, you know, and, and we ate a lot of soups and... Uh, Stracciatella. Stracciatella, you know, egg drop soup. Minestrone. Uh, minestrone, yeah. And, and, and you know, I, and I was a whitewash Italian. For all those people out there that think that I'm misenunciating. <laughs> minestrone. Minestrone. <clears throat> whatever you call it. I, I like, I really... I don't you know, call I, it Italian wedding soup. Don't, yeah. That's, Do not call... No. I went, listen, years ago mm. I went to Eastside Mario's. <laughs> It's true. And uh, I said, can I have some stracciatella? And the waitress looked at me. She, can I have some stracciatella soup? She looks at me and I'm like, you guys call it Italian wedding soup. It's called stracciatella. Uh, you know what? When I hear it called that, it's like, it's the biggest slap in the face you can give an Italian. <laughs> if I can be offended as an Italian, yep. and, and I'm a whitewash Italian at best, I refuse to go to Italian classes. Oh, ooh. oh yeah! The, oh, here. oh yeah! I was, I did was. You, a, did Nona give you the spoon? She I must mean, have chased no. you, dude. Dude, I was, I was a rebel even as a child. When I didn't want to do something, I wasn't <laughs> going to do it. And and like clearly, having school on Saturday morning. During prime time, I might add. That's cartoons, man. Yeah, that's, like, that's Looney Tune time. Right? Like, you like, can't fool on. around. School starts at what time? Uh, like, <laughs> what, what, hold it! I like. I remember being like, you know, six or seven, and and looking at my mother and thinking, like, wait a minute, school is Monday to Friday. You know, Friday night. You know, we watch Dukes of Hazard. We maybe, Dude, yeah. yeah. You know, at eight yeah. o'clock, Dukes of Hazard's on. You know, and, and, and you know, and then that runs into Saturday, which for me always started bright and early. I was a six o'clock guy. I caught Hercules on Saturday. Oh yeah, Saturday morning, six o'clock. Oh yeah, I was up at six. The hell's wrong with you? I, you know what? I was looking forward to the. Cartoons, yeah, but six o'clock. No, those no, are the no, mungy no. cartoons no, at six o'clock. Well, I would pass out generally speaking by like, or I was told I had to go to bed by ten o'clock. Right, ten o'clock was you know the end of the road. If you stayed up until ten o'clock, if you could stay out, well, up, up beyond ten o'clock at night, uh, you know, you were a champ if you had my kind of day because I was a pretty physical kid. But like I was like lights out. Like sometimes I remember being really young, like five o'clock. You know, five or sorry, five years old. I would think to myself, um, you know, if I could just stay through the Hulk. Like, I, do you remember Lou Ferrigno? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, so you would have been older, right? But yeah, do you remember Lou Ferrigno yeah, as the Hulk? Of course. Okay. The, the, these were Six million dollar man. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, see, now you're showing your age, buddy. You're a little older than With I the am. The battery packs on his you, chest. You know that 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 trend had passed, but I caught the remnants. Uh, we're five of that. years apart. Well, yeah, I know, but like, dude, it, there, there is <laughs> it's not like there's 35 years between. Well, I got the reruns on TV, like you know, and I I remember in the 70s, um, you know, watching the Six Million Dollar Man and Lee Majors was my my hero and I mean everybody had the action figure with the kung fu oh, yeah. grip right and that eye remember that remember that toy where you, you'd, you'd hold up the action figure to your eye and you'd look through I don't remember that one. Oh yeah I had light bright do you have the kung fu guys the no the big giant they were like they were a foot tall and they would you would there's a little you would hold them yeah and the, right in the middle of the guy's chest there was like a little part where you would hit it he would fall over and you would punch and kick yeah yeah See, you didn't have those. Those no, are great. Uh, well, I remember. I remember. Sears catalog was we, fantastic. We got ourselves Rock'em Sock'em. Yeah, Rock'em Sock'em. Rock sock yeah. yeah, like I remember. I remember just hitting these paddles. And for the people that are too young out there to remember Rock'em Sock'em, if you look it up, if you look it up and Google it, you'll laugh at what yeah. it is. It's two. It's two robots that 
obviously have elastic bands in them and are connected to these two plunger system triggers that activate the arms and you would punch at the other guy's robot and it was all you'd have to hit him in the head yeah you'd have to hit him on the chin and and his head would pop up yeah and dangle around but it it all happened in a ring so these two you know epic uh, battles yeah oh yeah but like inevitably you would just keep pounding on the fight oh yeah yeah. (laughs) there was was zero strategy smash the button as hard as you can as fast as you can until you knock the guy out Grab, grab the controls, like run the guy into the corner. Oh, yeah. If you could push him, if you could push him backwards and hit the buttons fast enough, you could knock him out quick. So our generation was raised with this kind of like subliminal violence, right? Like I mean, like we watched like a lot of TV shows. Remember how the cops used to shoot at everybody? Like, like everybody, everybody got killed, but nobody, nobody died. Nobody died. Three thousand rounds an episode. Barnaby Jones. Remember Barnaby Jones? No. Okay, this no. guy was. Some people out there will remember it. He was like a 65-year-old white-haired detective in yeah. in California. He wore a tweed sweat uh, jacket in California for every episode and polyester <laughs> slacks. He, he carried a thirty, a little thirty-eight snub yeah. nose. Yeah. Right. He would never shoot guys. Sixty-five-year-old guy would would chase down someone who's twenty-three, and then and then and then he would he would pistol whip him and then cuff him every episode. Of course episode. he did. Of course he never he did. shot anybody. Uh, that you know what? It, it, see now you're you're bringing you're bringing up something I think is really important uh, for the people out there that haven't noticed. We've uh, released a blue line. Um, uh, the t-shirt. merchandise, yeah, yeah, the T-shirt. It's uh, it's our police-friendly logo, uh, thin blue line, and uh, definitely was something we were looking forward to doing uh, you know, for quite some time. Uh, the idea of uh, support blue has been uh, on my mind. But when I when I say that, I got to tell you, one of the things, one of the little survival tips I can offer all law enforcement officers out there, if you haven't discovered this yet. Um, Bring in old cop movies yeah. into the station, okay? If you want to see, if you want to see the bosses go crazy, bring in the old cop movies and see the way it used to be, oh, yeah. and and laugh about it. Like I remember, I remember sitting Rockford there. Rockford Files. You know what? We sat there and we watched everything from like Lethal Weapon to, and I mean, like we we do this like on Christmas Eve. Like if nothing was going on and like the town had fallen Tax silent, dollars hard at work. There. You know, you know, <laughs> hey, you know, for for the the other 300 and you know 64 days out of the year i, I gotta tell Granted. you like you know they work pretty hard i, I gotta hit uh him tip my hat uh and hand it to the guys at uh gang gals uh, of the hamilton police service uh, you know what uh i know you're doing uh more with less every day and they push you guys pretty hard but uh, I got to congratulate you all on sticking it out. I certainly couldn't do it. I had had enough. But I got to tell you, if you, as a new uh, police officer, haven't discovered this yet, and or if your uh, you know detachment or your division will allow it, watch old police movies if you want to have yourself a really great laugh and a great stress. Go on YouTube. They're all over YouTube. Yeah, I know. But you got to wa- no. It's see. This is what you're missing. Is you do it as a team. Right, like you uh, sit down. I remember sitting in the parade room with my entire still, squad. I'm just saying, do it on YouTube. Doesn't yeah, one or fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they they can they can throw it up on the screen. They can do yeah. that, and and that's the other thing. You know, if the if the public only knew uh, how a lot of services out there are held together with shoestrings and duct tape, yep. with a bunch of people that are overworked, underpaid, uh, you know, tired. That's uh, indicative of a lot of public service public services now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like you, you know, know what? It, it's across the board. There's problems. Uh, I think I think in a lot of ways people don't 
don't feel sorry for teachers. They're like, oh, why the hell would I feel sorry for them? They take two months of, off every year during the summer. Uh, they're way overpaid. No, you know what? Like, I got to tell you, I've always had a lot of respect for teachers. Uh, not always their opinions as it relates to firearms, but I mean, the teachers do work hard. I, I've seen it because I've seen it in you. At least the ones that put the effort into it. Uh, you know, I would be proud to have my kid in your class. I'd want him held back. Spend a little more time with coaches. Coach Nick, can you not get qualified to do the next grade as my son or daughter progresses? That would be my request. Do me a favor. Don't give my kid any marks. Fail him in everything. No. And you, I'll yeah. agree to have him kept, kept back in your class for yeah. another year. You know, like that's come up a couple of times uh, over the course of the last few weeks. That subject of, you know, <clears throat> are we raising a week? You know, uh, oh, young we, mind. Yeah, we are. You know what? Like, I, I see, I no see. No hesitation. You know, wrapping these children in bubble wrap is creating the most sensitive breed I've ever seen. I, I, you know, I encountered one the other day as I was walking along and, you know, there was an exchange. It was brief. And I said something that obviously offended them. And I'm thinking to myself, are you out of your mind, lady? Like, you need to just keep on moving along. And, and I'm thinking, like, are we raising, um, you know, a generation of soft idiots. I, I'm concerned. See, and, and this is the tough part because I, I believe they're soft, but that, I mean, they're 10, the ones that I teach nine, 10 years old. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to blame them when they're taking their direction from, or they're getting their example from people that are, are, are demonstrating that, that softness and that, um, creating that environment outside the classroom, perhaps, that uh, gives them the impression that they don't need to work hard, they're just going to pass anyway, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like, I, obviously the way, I shouldn't say obviously because um, that's not fair to, to, to those people out there who don't know me, but the way I run my classroom is old school. Yeah. Like, when I was like you, when I was raised, yeah. and when you were in school, it's it's it, you dick up. You're in at recess. You don't do your homework. Guess what? You're not going anywhere. E everything. That's the way ev it goes. E everything but the switch, paddle, belt, and uh, oh, ruler yeah. stick. Yeah, right. And and there's there's typically some tears in my classroom in, in September. And I'm I'm okay with that. I'm not saying that to be insensitive because by the end of September, there's no more tears and they get it. Yeah, they know what the expectations yeah. are. Yeah, and typically it's those kids and. Kids are being kids. They come in and they test you. Yeah. It's like, well, we've heard about, Mr. Henderson, we heard about this teacher. Let's really see if the rumors are true. They quickly find out that they are. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it's 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 a nice little acronym, FIFO. <laughs> Fit no. in or blank <laughs> off. Right? Not really, but it, it's yeah, kind of, no, it's kind of, here's, here's the deal. It, it, it's. They're told day one. I said we're going to have fun in my classroom. You're going to you're going to laugh in this classroom. We're going to have some party in this classroom. But when you're told to get to work, get to work. Absolutely. That's all there is to it. That's, yeah. It's that simple. No secret. No secrets in your classroom. No. One of the many things that I truly appreciate about what you do with young minds. And, and I really do wish a more people could follow your example. I'm sure there's plenty of teachers out there that, you know, have no difficulty laying it down. Uh, although they seem to be few and far between, uh, from my exposures to the educational system. I, I've been teaching long enough and to know that I'm not the best teacher out there. Um, I'm not the worst teacher out there, but I'm, I'm focused on, there's a lot of teachers now that are focused solely on marks. And, yeah. and with the, and they, their classroom management is sacrificed and that character of the development is sacrificed. And I tell parents on parent night in September, I said to me, learning skills and those, those character traits, just as important 
mm. as marks. And that's how I always have taught. And that's how I always will teach until I retire. And, and my students every year know that. I say, listen, you could, you could have the best marks all the way through your, your academic career. Yeah. However long that happens to be, if you're a dick and a, well, I don't say dick clearly to grade fives, right? But if you're, if you're an asshole, if you're a jackass as a person, those marks will get you that job, but you're not going to have that job for very long because you have to have those people skills. You have to have those teamwork skills. You have to be able to work with people that you don't necessarily like or with whose personalities you don't necessarily get along with because that's the way it is. Be a good person. Say, please say, thank you. Hold the door. Do all those good things. Be common courtesy will get will allow you to have the career and allow you to have the life that you want to have. It's it's that so, simple. So you mean behave normally? <clears throat> well, I, I don't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> like I don't get it. Like I, I'm watching the way some kids are behaving, and I'm thinking to myself, like, oh my god, that would have gotten. Like I remember, I, like honestly, I saw this kid throwing a temper tantrum in the grocery store. And, and like on the floor, flailing his arms oh. and legs and mom, like mom's there pleading with him. And yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself, like, I think I actually pointed at him and went, that would have gotten me killed. Oh yeah. I was, and I was about to say, if yeah. that were you or I, and we acted up like that out in public, ass kicked. Ah. Like he, immediately the, the shopping cart would be left in the middle of the aisle. And <laughs> she wouldn't even wait. Right. We'd be, oh, yeah. we'd be taken oh, to the, the car oh, by the, the, by the earlobe oh, and ear. we got our ass kicked. Oh, the ear. Ear. And that you, would be the last time that we would have done. You know what? Uh, well, the <laughs> ear. Ooh, you're lucky. <laughs> My mom was a big fan of the open, open-handed slap. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and you know what? She, my mother was. She was not a large woman. You know, she was. Uh, you know, she's about five three or five four. Um, you know, but she was fast, and she, when she was angry, she was lightning fast. Like oh, I mean, yeah. she, oh, she turned into a they, co- they, it's super, cobra. Yeah, turned into a cobra. And Nona's are like that too. Oh, they're they're, well, they're they, four foot two, mm-hmm. and and they they don't do anything fast. But if you piss them off, you better leave the house. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you know, they could be shriveled up like ET, but you want you, like, you want hunched over right with the hump in her back. But let me tell you something: if you do something out of line around Nona, you might you might get your ass handed you so fast they they move quick they they move quick and they they were deadly accurate with a shoe or a slipper the shoe the shoes you know or the spoon you're the within you're within reaching distance of the spoon you're done the clogs right like that wood spoon forget it yeah i i hated the 70s shoes women's shoes were heavy <laughs> they, were, they were heavy you know you might get yourself a real one of those real tall jacked up heels oh yeah right wedges wedges were in back then i think wedges, yeah <laughs> you, know? you could get knocked out mm-hmm. you know i remember i remember my, my i don't know if i've ever told you this story or not but i remember my brother uh he swore um Kind of in the direction of my mother or something. He said something. Kind of in the direction. She, she, I yeah. don't know. He, he, my father. My father then was um, in the other room doing his usual. He was reading the Spectator, you know, and he was into the business and his feet up, and he was in his uh, big wing chair. And, the the and, end of the day routine. Yeah. The end. Right? Of the, and, and my brother made the mistake of swearing. Uh, you know, kind of in the direction of my mother. I, I don't think that he swore at my mother, but I think that he said something, and it was it was obviously something that displeased my father, who was you know like a two hundred and fifty pound six foot man, right, and and notorious for being a little heavy handed. He came you know into the room where my brother was, and said, "Is there something wrong with my ear?" 
<laughs> and, and of course, uh, until I was well into my, you know, teens and early 20s, I was nowhere near as large as my father. So you have to imagine, you know, uh, me seeing my, my older brother. Uh, make the mistake of swearing. Well, I'm I'm doing absolutely nothing wrong. I'm playing with uh, toy soldiers yeah, and, men, yep. and dinosaurs, and dinosaurs. I'm minding my own business. I got nothing to do with what's going on over there because I just heard my brother say something, and my father charged like a rhinoceros <laughs> out of his office. And you knew when my father moved in that house because like the whole house would sort of shift. You know, boom, 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 boom. Oh boy, here it comes. Is there is is there something wrong with my ear? <laughs> My my father leaned over, <laughs> and my my brother reached up, right, and I and I'm I'm wincing like I'm waiting for that sound, right, and and my brother reached up and went right into my father's ear and said, "Yeah, Dad, you know what? I'm <laughs> I'm looking at it, and yeah, I think there is something wrong with it. <laughs> Just nothing, eh? Oh, it barely Just not diffu- clicking it, in it, whatsoever. It, it, it barely diffused my father. I I once stopped my father uh, from from coming at me really hard because I'd taken some change out of his change jar to treat my friends to Joe Louis. Joe Louis. <laughs> they were you know you could if you were lucky you could find some like old uh, old batch at the local variety store in the back. And they were like only 15 cents labeled and they only charged you what was on the label. So for your shelf life, no. Yeah. So if I could, if I could snag a couple of quarters, you know, from the couch, that was cool. If I couldn't find them there, I knew where my dad dumped his change and change was kind of like free ground, but I like, I went and got it and, and I'd used it. And my father had discovered that I had used it. It wasn't like 50 cents. Like I, I gradually over time, uh, you know, I didn't quite click that it was stealing. It was more like borrowing. And I was planning on paying it back when I, was old enough to get a job. Of course you were. And and my father found out and he of course he called my sister in uh to speak to him first, you know, when he found it was gone. He says he he said he called her name and asked her to come into the room and of course she burst out crying. As soon as she walked in. Or as soon as she walked done. in. Bye. Okay, you know it's not her, you know, and then he called my brother in and you know my brother was like a fully developed adult male at age like 6, 7 and very serious and my father called him in and said, "Did you take the change out of my jar?" And my brother like in a very legal type response said, "Did you actually call me in here for this?" Right, like, really? And he turned around and walked out. It's okay. It's not him. So then he yells my name, right? And I know, I'm I'm gonna get it. Like I like I know instantly what's happened. He's gone into that every time he went into that room, and you know I couldn't find more change in the couch to replace it. You know, like if I wanted to go out and get a Joe Louis, I would just go into the couch. If I couldn't find it in the couch, I'd go to this thing. So I like I tried to put it back, but like I mean, it really you know. It seemed like my father had gotten used to, uh, you know, losing his change. So he decided he was going to start throwing it in this jar instead that I was liberally pouring from. And when he found out that I had taken it, you know, he called me in and he's like, did you take the?" And I'm like, and I saw him coming at me. And if you, can, you know, if you could imagine my father, you know, he's got this big, big barrel chest. And I mean, the kids in grade school used to call him the Incredible Hulk because he was he was a big man. And, you know, he lurches towards me really fast. And I'm thinking, oh, oh. and I kind of put my hands up and said, hold it. I, I did take the money. And he stopped. And I said, and I saved it. Right. And he, he like instantly went, Oh, right. And then I remembered that, you know, I you know, spent it. And I said to him, I said, well, I don't, I don't have it anymore. 
you know. And you well, that's know, not saving go, it. Now, uh, you is know it? what? But it's it spared my <laughs> life because he 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 admitted to me uh, well into his senior years that I completely diffused the situation by saying, um, "I saved it, hold it," you know, I and admitting to it. That I admitted that, that I had done something wrong. And so I guess he appreciated that and always thought that, that was pretty honest. And speaking of things that are wrong, got to talk to you about something that's been on my mind. Uh, it's been driving me crazy, crazy the last 24 hours. What's your take on the uh, current NFA CCFR fiasco? Well, I get a drink of water. You get a drink of water. I'm getting a drink well, of water. I'm, when I first, it broke Friday and I came home from a PD day at, at work, and no, on PD days, we don't sit around having donuts. We do very fun and interesting workshops. That was a really sarcastic comment right there. Uh, and I'm rifling through, catching up on the day's social, various social media accounts, and I see yeah. a video on, mm-hmm. on the CCFR's webpage saying the CCFR is being sued by the NFA. And I'm like... What the hell is this? So I watch, I watch the video, and it's a, it's a short video, five minutes. If you haven't watched it, I encourage you to go have a look on it because um, this may have signaled the beginning of a bit of a change in the landscape with respect to the gun lobby in, in Canada. Anyways, so I watch it, and, and Rod presented a uh, very succinct and detailed uh, discussion about uh, posted legal documents that have been shared. Yeah, saying that they are the CCFR is being sued by the NFA for uh, stealing what amounts to stealing their logo. I'm thinking, okay, hang on a sec here. Yeah, it, it. We just and that was this is like two hours after hearing that Bill C seventy one had been not been passed and it's done. So I'm like, hey, this is a great thing. What the hell is this? So I decided to go on the NFA's Facebook page and then proceeded to spend the next two hours reading all the comments and discovering that this was true. And I'm thinking to myself, I I don't understand what this is all about. I, I thought we're all supposed to be on the same page. You know, I mean, the last time I heard and I don't mean to be disrespectful, the NFA doing anything. I've been shooting seven years and I really haven't heard of them with the exception of maybe one situation re- recently where somebody gave testimony or spoke. That, that was, that was Sheldon. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Him. Other than that, negative, nothing zilch. Um, and I'm thinking like, okay, hang on. CFR has been around three years. Mm-hmm. Um, they do fantastic work. They're always fighting for the rights of the legal gun owner in Canada. Mm-hmm. They're the only gun advocate organization in the country that has someone in Ottawa all the time, which is what you want from a lobby group. And yet they're being sued because apparently their logo looks too much like Dana Faye's logo. Interestingly enough, I don't know if you've come by this or not. Uh, Rod Giltaka uh, created a logo in, I believe it was... I think it was 2011. 2011. With a silhouette of an AR mm-hmm. and a maple leaf. 
which predates anything from the NFA by a good three years. So that's kind of an interesting turn of events. Um, well, yeah. Well, you know, here's here's some of the things that I take away from it immediately. Um, first thought that crossed my mind, why now? Mm-hmm. Like, why now? And there may be some explanation for that in the CCFR using a new logo. I don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, whether or not they're using a new logo or if somebody only recently noticed, uh, maybe if they were a little more involved and actually were spending a little more time attempting okay. to work with the other lobby groups, they might recognize that there's, you know, something there. I don't know if a little more involved is... is uh, the right term. How about do something? Well, you know, Anything. I, I, I got to tell you, the, the NFA has been around for years. They have. They have. But that and doesn't, you know, that doesn't, anyway. Well, no, 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 no. Like, you know what? I, I think it's important. To, like, I can tell you my exposure to them. I I really don't think I've seen them uh, anywhere other than at, you know, Senate giving testimony yeah. uh, at committee. Yep. Um, you know, and, and, and I watched it and, you know, it, but if, if showing up on the day of and saying that, you know, you uh, you speak for you know a body of people in the tens of thousands. Uh, you know Tracy Wilson's behind him. She's rolling her eyes. Yeah, she has. You know I you know I saw her in the background. And Tracy, if you ever decide to uh, listen to what we do here yeah. at the Median Gun Vault, uh, I got to tell you, I watched you roll your eyes. And I mean, I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to criticize it. I'm I, you know I understand uh, where you're, I I would perhaps say well that. Uh, maybe wasn't necessary. <laughs> I'm I'm not going to criticize it. I'm not going to criticize. But you know what, though, devil's advocate. Look at the other side of the coin. Put yourself in in her shoes. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That's probably could, that's probably a tough reaction to well, kind of. You know, it's like the guy that you know, shows up, you know, on game day to play, and he hasn't yeah, been ready there for to all go the coach. Pre- yeah, you know, like that. That doesn't impress me. No. Uh, and and you know, and if I, I can tell you right now, I the CCFR, and I've always maintained this, has, has been the most active. And they certainly have done the lion's share of the lifting, as Podcast Brian would put it. And and I really respect his opinion. And, you know, I've been watching their work very closely. Rod has done a fantastic job of representing us. Uh, I see some good work uh, from Tracy Wilson as well. Uh, you know, love to work with that woman someday. If I, we can ever get her to do it. Quite honestly, I don't think she ever will because I know deep down inside she dislikes Listen, me. never say no, never. Never say never. Doesn't. And never I say, say that, never. No, I say that openly. I, you know, like I mean, I, 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 I've tried, and I really do want to work with the CCFR. I really do. Uh, I, I firmly believe. I've always maintained this that uh, I've modeled much of what we do here at the Canadian Gun Vault to mirror his uh, ideologies. Take new people out shooting. Uh, get them out to the line, show them what we do, educate, show them what we love, educate. educate them. And, you know, to spread the word about what we're doing by growing and cultivating a wonderful audience on Instagram and on Facebook. And uh, to the people that haven't clued in, we're uh, now going to be doing a video every week on the YouTube channel is the goal. It's sometimes difficult and it can be uh, very dependent it's on the number It's been pretty effect. busy the last six it's months. It's been pretty at, busy. At the very least. It's been pretty yep. busy. Uh, we're in the final stages of the Tommy Gun Project for the people that listen in. 
uh, you know, we've got we've got some great things on the go here at the Canadian Gun Vault. People are uh, going to be pleased with that when it. When yeah, it you gets know, out there. I'm hoping so. We put uh, we put a lot of sweat and tears uh, into this thing, and and I love it. Quite frankly, I built it for myself because I wanted to have something that cool, and we found a way to bring it to you all at a reasonable price too. So beyond, all, and there's going to be options. And there's going to be some options. Yeah, there's going to be some and options. And there's going to be some room for some growth. And we're hoping it slingshots us into so many other things. Uh, you know, I've always maintained that the Canadian Gun Vault is not a lobby group. We are an entertainment system. We are an educational outlet for. And, and, and I agree. I agree with you. But if we can do something that supports the official lobby group, why not? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I would lend them my photography if they wanted it. Uh, certainly, if there's anything that we could do to help, I, I would I would definitely offer that. Uh, it would, of course, start with a phone call. Uh, if they're interested in or working an email with, or something, or an email reach or out. Something. Yeah. You know what? If, if they were interested in working with us, uh, we would gladly uh, entertain the idea of helping the single largest lobbying effort that we believe this country's seen in the last 30 years. Yeah, and I think as of the events of this past Friday, I think this is is um, there's an opportunity waiting to happen here now, uh, potentially for the uh, CCFR and um, some of the other one of the other groups to maybe merge and do something. I think, oh. and this is a perfect opportunity to get everybody under the same umbrella, which is I think what we need. There might be some growing pains, as there always is, um, but. <laughs> Man, I, the, the backlash I saw from from after that video, uh, it's... I don't know what to tell you. Well, like, you, you like know, dozens of pages, literally, of people, people saying that, you know, I'm, I revoked my membership. I'm not going to re-up. I just joined the CCFR. I just donated to them. I just bought merchandise. It's like, I'm, I'm express, quite honestly shocked. Expressing their dissatisfaction at the thought that this man that claims to be attempting to take care of the firearm community is now attacked the single largest group over a logo issue uh, publicly. When I think that this could have been resolved. Well, it's and yeah, you're thinking probably what I'm going to say is 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 there's three professional groups involved there, and and I don't know maybe maybe the the attempt was made and we just you know it's not something that's been made public, but oh, I, I you know like yeah you're right could, could there want, could yeah. there an attempt been made and I'm speaking on the assumption that there wasn't and if there was please somebody post and let us know um, uh, was there an attempt made. Just informally to make Khan say, hey, this is what we're thinking. Is there some some way we can work this out? Can we come to a happy medium that serves both of us? You know, it like would that's, be... That's what being professional it, is. If you're the leader of a national organization, like, I, I don't know. No, no, no. I'll, I'll tell you, it involves selfish people because at all costs, they should have avoided going public because our enemies are reveling in the idea of us oh, fighting no, with one another. The oh, I and Wendy and Oh, I... I talked about this two two years ago, two and a half years ago, maybe, when we started the YouTube channel, and I said we're at each other's throats. You know, it's it's always been a dream of mine that we would handle um, a lot of the social media and PR perspective. Uh, the CCFR has done such an amazing job in in Parliament and being effective in that capacity. And then you got Tony Bernardo uh, with the CSAA, and they've got uh, lawyer expertise, uh, legal expertise, mm -hmm. you know, to, to offer this equation. 
And so why wouldn't we work together and become, especially now, because we have to be in partnership, working uh, in concert, moving forward with the conservative party to get this clown kicked out of office because he won't leave. Uh, So we're now as a group, the firearm community. Now is the time. This is a perfect opportunity to merge. C71's done. And this it, is like Voltron time, man. Like, you know, like everybody, everybody comes together, uh, you know, under one roof. We we find a way uh, to make it work, which is always possible if people can put their egos to the side. I certainly will mine. If we work together as a super group and we work with the conservatives to steal back a very large supermajority government, which I think is entirely possible if we're not distracted by the things we see. Because I'm willing to bet that this Trudeau government will do anything to try and retain power. So, like, toe the line, we're going to get on the conservative train and move forward. And nothing is going to take us off those tracks. I I have no doubt that if if, um, those with the in question Mm -hmm. were were able to, to... find a way to come together under one umbrella at right now, take this momentum that we would be able to even get back some of what we lost in the past. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is why I've been telling I have, people I have about no what, question. About well, that. you know, this is, this no is, doubt, I should no, say. this is, this is one of the, this is one of the reasons why I've been fighting so hard, right? To educate the public about what it is that we've lost and why it's wrong. And now if we win back this government in a big way, you know, we certainly can make movement to affect change that our community has been wanting for 30 years. Like, this is a rare opportunity. I mean, get everybody out that you know to vote. And, like, that's, what's, that's what it's going to take. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know what? Because they, they've, well, they've stacked the deck. They've well, isn't, isn't the Alberta election, when's that, tomorrow? It's yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that that's oh, kind yeah. of a key right there. Oh, yeah. That's a, oh, you, you know what? I don't <laughs> imagine that this government is going to fare well in Alberta. Well, I, I watched, and you, I always send you the links, when Andrew Shear goes live, and we watch, and he's he's got some heavy-duty momentum going on. And he, he's been out west there for the past few days. Is he out jogging? I think I even saw a video. I didn't see that yeah, one. Yeah, I saw, I saw him in some gear. I think, you know what? I, I've always said that, that that man, right, he could be a great leader, but he's a little bit on the soft side. So, you know. Oh, I, take it easy. No, no. You know, like, I get to take say what I want easy. on the show. It's my show. I can say what I want. If it, and if Andrew Shear is offended, then he can call me up and complain. I will gladly apologize. Andrew, you want his number? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> he can reach us at the Canadian Gum Vault yeah, yeah. <laughs> at gmail.com. Jesus Murphy. You know what? Hey, but far be it from me to not take a swat at, you know, some of our future leadership. Well. Hey, you know, hey, well, moving, I want to come back, though, to the NFA thing. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people have said, you know, hey, what are you doing? You're standing on the sidelines. I'm seeing a lot of people, you know, spreading word around about what's going on. And that's fantastic. I think that if it's the truth, then we definitely, uh, you know, have a responsibility in some respects to uh, air that out. I mean, if they've gone public and it's damaged our community, then we should call them out on that publicly. And I have no difficulties with that. Uh, there are some people that would accuse me of sitting on the sidelines during this thing. But quite Quite honestly, I've been too busy enjoying the show. Well, yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, I, yeah. You know, it's not for lack of desire to get involved, folks, but I'm like, well, I'm just watching and I just want to make sure that everybody, you know, is uh, being truthful because there is some speculation now about who sued who first. But, but apparently there is not um, because it, it, it's it's the the NFA apparently, well, from the documents that I saw, 
that were posted online. They're out there for everybody to see. Had their legal documents delivered first. The CCFR, C, excuse me, CCFR countered yeah. with some kind of national legal lawsuit type thing in response to to receiving um, that documentation from the NF, the lawyers of the NFL. Yeah, we can prove we can prove that your lawsuit is frivolous and malicious, and in in return we you know we won't sue you for our fees and then some. You know, like, I mean, it's, it's stupid. If there's, first of all, we shouldn't even be arguing over a logo. Nobody's got the rights to an AR-15 image or, or the, or the or maple, maple leaf. leaf. And, and like, how stupid is it to be arguing now? Now? Like, I mean, we just, we just skated underneath the wire, uh, on the handgun bands. And yeah. then you guys start this nonsense. Yeah. And, like, and, I, if, if, hold on, but I want to finish this. I want to finish this. I really want the public to know that I think it's absolutely deplorable that somebody would start a fight right now when we're in the biggest battle of our lives for firearm rights. Shame on you. And if it could have been avoided, uh, every effort should have been made. I, I hope that everybody involved did their part. And it, it didn't take long for the conspiracy theorists to start firing things out there. Uh, I'm not going to repeat them here because I don't want to uh, potentially bring any shade towards the Canadian gun vault. I'm just going to sit back and watch and, <laughs> and, and see how it plays out. Um, but it was a very interesting theory about why it happened now. Um, had to do with a certain political party, and yeah. I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, and of course, people are making fun of the conspiracy theorists, uh, you know, fast approaching subjects as they happen. And I wanted to talk to you about this because I think this is an important one. This is, this is a more serious subject. Uh, you know, for those of you that haven't heard yet, cause the news, uh, the news has just broken out over the last, you know, 12 hours or so, uh, Notre Dame, uh, in, in France, the cathedral, the yeah. cathedral caught fire. And when I say caught fire, I, I mean, it was engulfed in flames or some portion of it was. And the, uh, the tallest peak came down the spire. Yeah. The spire. And, and, you know, you got to know that I went to school for, you know, classical studies and I studied architecture and the beautiful, you know, uh, periods uh, throughout history where Francis just like led the way and Notre Dame was no exception. It, it was the structure itself was uh, was priceless. The gargoyles, the, the, you know, the size, the grandeur, oh, just the documents inside as and well the, right? and the documents. And, and there's there's treasures in that place that I hope can be salvaged. Uh, but but right away. You know, going to the conspiracy theory, yeah. uh, yep. you know, immediately people are jumping on the, uh, you know, whole anti-Muslim train and, you know, saying they did it like wake up and, 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 and I, and, oh, and I'm not saying that that's not the case, but what I will say is this at the risk of getting myself thrown off the air for, you know, being hate speech. I don't know what they'll call me, but, um, like I really do believe that you would be unwise to pass judgment too quickly and assume who might be responsible for something like that. As as a former police officer, I would think that a structure as guarded and as uh, frequently, uh, you know, tended to the way Notre Dame would be, you know, caretakers and, and people that, you know, run that place, um, that something would be left in a state that it could catch fire, you know, by accident. I'm a little, I'm a little disturbed at the idea that a, a place that, that is, 
uh, that significant would be unattended or would be allowed to fall into a dilapidated state where something accidental could happen. But I think, though, that you would be unwise to start pointing fingers immediately at different groups. Uh, I could tell you that if that fire was intentionally set, uh, first off, the person who did it or the people or parties or organizations that are responsible for it, you're all pieces of shit. If, they, if anybody was involved in something like that, uh, I think that's fucking horrible. I don't care who did it. Uh, I don't care what side did it. To burn down a church... Uh, you know, if you well, want to call church, it that, any place of worship, any place of worship, like, I mean, to burn down anything is wrong that belongs to somebody else. But the truth is, is that, you know, burning down a church, if there was anybody responsible for that, they should be located and brought to justice. And I mean, everybody, I don't know that we'll ever get the truth uh, from the French government. They're in a real state right now. Uh, people don't seem to be reporting on it, but I mean, they're still rioting in, in, in Paris. Yeah. Right. The, no, yellow no. Ja- the yellow jacket has been moving along and this is like what week 25 or it's, something like it's, that. Yeah. It's been, it's been going on for a while, but the news doesn't seem to want to cover it. And I'm sure there's people out there standing on their chairs saying, I told you they were yeah. bought $600 million. Yeah, they're yeah. not reporting the news. You know, they're busy talking about, you know, guns and making us, uh, you know, all want to watch. Uh, I really do believe that, you know, there, there's a lack of coverage of what's going on over in Europe. There is, uh, you know, uh, credible reports of uh, a number of churches in the last since, 12 months. Since Actually, it's been since January. I saw that too. Since There's January. There's been an, an inordinate amount of, um, and I, if I'm not mistaken, Catholic churches. Yeah. Specifically since, since January that have mysteriously caught fire, been vandalized, destroyed, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, if there's one thing yeah. I've learned about the news, uh, it's that you, you know, you take everything you see with a grain of salt. Unfortunately these days. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now, now with, with respect to the, the, to Notre Dame, it was currently under construction, which I think is kind of important to note in, in, the interest of fairness and transparency that it was being worked on. They showed pictures of people in the church earlier that day. So there, it wasn't vacant. There was activity going on around the church yeah. and the church was being worked on at the time that the fire broke out. Well, subsequent to that, I heard on the news just before I came over here was that they're able to save, um, a good chunk. I forget the, the actual, name of the, the, the part of the church, these big square structure on either side. So the, they're the, able to save a good chunk of it. Oh, really? Good. Yeah. Oh, good. And that's, good. that's, that's hundreds of firefighters there, working. There, there have been, you know, there have been, uh, fires in the past. You know, I studied history and, uh, I'm not claiming to be a true historian. I'm, I'm sure that I would, uh, be embarrassed quite quickly in different company, but, uh, you know, the, the structure itself and the damage that was done, uh, you know, is, is not, is not the kind of thing that hasn't happened before. There have been large fires in structures like this, uh, of great historical significance. And, and, you know, they, they usually mark them and say, well, you know, we lost this section, you know, during, you know, whatever year it was, you know, uh, and, and, you know, that's not abnormal, but, uh, to watch that peak come down, yeah. I was like, I gotta admit, uh, you know, my mind began to jump as the old 20, 20 year veteran police officer jumped out at me and said, I wonder who's responsible yeah. for that. 
You know? Of course. Like, I mean, it's not like it's, it's Easter week for, for people of the Catholic. We were yeah, both raised Catholic. Yeah. You this know, is, this is a significant the, week for people of the Catholic the faith. Timing, the timing of it all. And, yeah. and I mean, you know, you're telling me a fire that big got started and moved along that fast that people couldn't, you know, deal with that. Uh, you know, that the fire department wouldn't be like rocketing over there. Yeah. Like if you, if you got a fire anywhere, you know, in Hamilton, they come fast, but like, I mean, if there's a fire at some place that's you know truly significant that you know should not burn at all, you'd think that they would get there as quickly as possible, as many of them as they could, and put that thing out. But like that thing was going for a good while. Yeah. Now, again, I saw I saw this, and those people out there can can Google it if they want to research it. The the, the several news articles that I saw that were reporting on it did make mention that within the last week. There had been a thwarted terrorist attempt that they found that that they uncovered that was targeting Notre Dame Cathedral. Well, so again, I'm not taking that for um, for gospel. Pardon the pun, because I I didn't research (laughs) and look into it myself. But there there are reports of that out there from several different sources, unfortunately. And one of the workers on site. Uh, I know that there's at least one report, and I can't confirm it yet, but at least, there's at least one report where a worker on site tweeted that it was intentional. Yeah, well. And and again, comes right back to if that's the case, uh, you know, those people should be located mm-hmm. uh, immediately mm-hmm. and their identities released. Although I imagine there'd be a whole lot of angry French people if they found out uh, who he was. That that could end badly. The uh, yeah. the French are not well known for well, their Well, considering patience. that they've been <laughs> demonstrating like, like, for 25 like, weeks. Did you, did, you li- did you like that little uh, prejudicial uh, discriminatory comment that I said? No, in there? I don't know what you're talking Thank you. You missed it. <laughs> you know what? To all the people out there that are French that may have been offended by that last comment, I apologize. Um, it's true. <laughs> no, they're not Shaking known for their bases. No, no. I remember when you could head. No, you couldn't. I remember you couldn't go to Montreal without getting like sideways looks if you spoke English. And they've gotten a lot better now, though. They're so much better. I haven't been to Montreal. Montreal's fun. No, Montreal's a great time. I haven't been there for a while. People, if you haven't been to Montreal yet and you live anywhere, you know, a few hours away. And it's so different from Toronto. Oh, yeah. It's, it, you know what? Good, it's, it has it's, a European feel. It, it's like Toronto with European class. Yeah, it you does. Know? It has a very European feel yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, you know, part of that's, you know, the cobblestone streets of old Quebec. Yeah. You know, and the nightlife there is like superb. <laughs> Depends <laughs> on what nightlife you're you referring know, uh, to. The nightlife, the nightlife that we're referring to, we won't discuss on the right. show. Right. And getting, getting back to the church fire, I really want to remind everybody out there, and I think uh, this is this is me being responsible for all the people out there that think that maybe I'm, I'm going soft and or, you know, mm-hmm. hey, he's, he's just blind. I think you should be very careful about passing judgment about yep. how that fire Absolutely. may have started. I, I think that it's only fair uh, to assume that there could be people on either side of this argument that would have an interest in seeing something like that happen. If you, if you subscribe to any of the conspiracy theories uh, revolving around the World Trade Center, and some of the things that have been said about that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like there are people that say that, you know, that was uh, something of a government conspiracy where they did it to damage it. And, and you know, like Pearl Harbor, uh, you know, uh, evoke that response from the people 
you know, like, you know, rise up. We're going to galvanize the country. Yeah. You know, and, and there's the enemy right there. And then, you know, everybody was on board and everybody came together in New York City, which, by the way, was a place uh, prior to that that was not very friendly. You know, pre 9-11, uh, New Yorkers could be really nasty. It was pretty cold. They, they were pretty cold, <clears throat> you know, and, and, and I, I hate to paint everybody with a big, broad brush. But like my general exposure to uh, 1982 Manhattan was you could get oh. killed if you were not careful. Yeah. You know, they warned us not to go too close to the park, you know, yeah, at, night, at nighttime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Central Park. Like, they were having like a murder every single month. And I mean, if you were in Central Park at night, like you were going to get like hurt. You know, yeah, like that's that, not fun. That's not no, a fun vacation. Well, that's what New York was. And New York raised a really tough, you know, 80s, uh, you know, uh, resident. But then 9-11 happened and then everybody came together and they put cops on every corner. Mm-hmm. And it's now the totally most safest city I, like, I've ever been to. Like, I, I've been to a lot of great American cities, but I love New York. New York is like, it ne- It does truly never sleep. You look out your window. I've uh, never been. I look forward no? to something. No, I have oh, not. Oh, I walked all of New York in like four days. And I'll tell you something, like, it's just an amazing city. Uh, you know, very much, you know, Toronto's an amazing city. Uh, Vancouver was, you know, uh, you know, an interesting city that I didn't have enough of an opportunity to explore. But I'm hoping to rectify that as soon as possible. But, you know, like Montreal, uh, New York has a certain um, atmosphere. It's got character. It's got character. And it's wonderful. And I mean, any major city could, you know, make that claim, I suppose. Uh, I've been to a lot of great cities. If you've never been to... Uh, uh, Louisiana and gone to New Orleans. No, I haven't. Yo, buddy. I want to I I go to the South just the for the food. F- the food. Just for the food. I was just about to say, man, yeah. the food there yeah. is like awesome. Are you you get this like jambalaya shrimp. Little Cajun Creole cooking oh, boy. Oh, with like, like, like sausage and shrimp. Oh, yeah. And like, oh. It's a party in your mouth. And, and you know what? And, <laughs> and, and no, hold on. You're not going to sidetrack me like that. No, it, it's, it's like, it's like in the hot sauces that they have there. Like uh, my one, my one former colleague and dear friend, uh, Carlo Sino always has me pick up uh, a case if I can bring it back of slap yo mama slap yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know cause the, the seasoning the, yeah you know like the the, the 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 spices and and you know the hot sauce it, down in New Orleans brings out the flavor without the heat and it's just so fantastic the, the cuisine is so unique it, it is and, and so and so is just the culture like when you, when yeah. you it's weird because like everywhere you go you can hear like washboards and like slapping spoons and stuff like they've got that still that that Cajun sort of edge here and there you can find pockets of it and at the same time they've got palm trees like Florida Mm -hmm. and and really uh, beautiful you know like old heritage section with like giant cobblestone uh, and and, and like wrought iron lamps with candles burning them like I like my experience in New Orleans was a fantastic one it's one of those cities that I would go back to Uh, I was really impressed by it that's good to hear. I look well, forward to going. There. Well, you know what? Maybe you'll get there. Just don't don't, don't walk in down any dark alleys. I'm told. I, I've heard that it could be a dangerous place. Yeah. Well. Well. That's you know, kind, that's kind of indicative. Anywhere you go for the first time, you don't know your way around, yeah, right? Yeah. True. Stick true. to stick to the main path. True. True. You know what? And 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 something else. Uh, you know, that's been going on lately. We've had an opportunity to get out, and you know, try some different guns. Uh, you know, I, I know you've had some exposure to the MH12. Yep. Uh, you know, we've had that thing running. I, like, I zombie it. killer. You know what? It's 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 definitely you know I call it like the the new trench broom. It's like such a cool shooter. Like Brent, you know Brent. Yeah, right? of course. Gas gas writer picked this thing up and he immediately found the same cadence, only maybe a little bit faster. Uh, 
than than my good buddy Preston, and, and you know you can fire that thing really quick. You know, boom, boom, yep, boom, boom, yep. and and just lay down a virtual like wall of lead that you is continuous. And I think they've got the one model that holds like eighteen rounds. I was going to say last week we had it, we had it fully like full. Yeah, both <laughs> both chambers were, and it's like that thing. You need a sling, well, <laughs> like. <clears throat> <laughs> you need a sling but yeah no. absolutely and imagine I, if we had slug in that I'm sorry, sorry I almost choked on my water there folks <clears throat> no you know what but I, I, but I gotta tell you um, Gas Gas Rider he tries this thing and he turns to me Right, and I, I got a picture of him hugging this saw, guy. Yeah, I saw that. Right? Well, no, that was I made him that do it again. I, oh, okay. nobody, I made him do it again because I missed that. I didn't have my camera out. I was, you know, there with Brent. We're at the uh, the patterning range, and he unloads this thing, and he turns to me, and he says, he says. I've got to get me one of these yeah, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, and so, you know, a couple minutes passes, you know, we've, we've got everything, you know, packed up and we're, we're walking back across the line and he turns to me and he says, that thing is going to look so good. He it, likes his it, shotguns it, too. It, oh yeah. He goes, it's going to look so good on my wall. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, Brent is notorious for, you know, uh, mounting his uh, his vault and so uh, like I've always found myself you know really excited about trying new equipment and, and new guns you know like I mean you've had an opportunity to get out with us and do a little bit of shooting like do you got a favorite you know, from from the list of the new guns that you had an opportunity to try, is oh, there, geez, is there, tough. Is there, well, is there is there one that maybe stands out in your it, mind a little it, bit that maybe you enjoy it a little more than the others? It it man, mm. I don't know. We had, I mean, the MH twelve is fun just because it's badass and yeah, the zombie yeah. killer. But then of course there's the chubby. Oh, you know what? You Everybody, like that? You like that thing a lot. Eh? Everybody's you favorite. You're gonna have to arm wrestle for that <laughs> thing. Everybody's favorite, the little chubby, just because it's it's little and it's cute. You know, for the people that don't know what the chubby is, uh, it's the affectionate term that uh, Coach Nick uses to describe the Laser Arms XO12. It's a, it's, it, a, yeah. it's a little, it's a, it's, it's, it's a shotgun, but it's got 12 inch barrels and it's an over and under design with ejectors. So it's only got 12 inches of barrel, but it has a full stock. So it looks really badass. It, it, yeah, it, yeah. it looks really badass, but it has this beautiful wood that you know uh, like it's wonderfully well crafted and you know it's solid design it and is. yeah the minute i started using it but it wasn't until we got it on the skeet range, the skeet range. that we realized what what an absolute riot it was, it was. It's, to, it's blow, to blow up clay birds with so like i mean sleeper sleeper of the year so far in my mind like blow me away uh how much fun it could be to shoot because it only has one trigger so you just you pull the trigger yeah, twice over under and it's an over and under and it even it even gives you a selector switch on the back so you can pick I think which barrel you want to shoot yeah you know like and it's, it's built into the safety which is kind of cool and but like we've taken some photography of this thing they had a bunch of them down at uh, uh, Greater Napanee Gunworks but I think they're gradually drying up as we uh, as we advertise for them I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, you know taking this thing back out and capturing it on camera people have been asking about it and, and you know what the Makarovs are kind of nice no, you know don't you're, even your bias and so am i because i uh, you know that macro I'm not biased. it's it, it's a good gun it's out of the box it's still it, it's it's should sorry let me rephrase that it it's a good gun right out of the box i haven't cleaned it yet we're still shooting trap with it and it's still running well no it, problem no see now see that no. for for 
what is it, a three hundred dollar gun? See, and you can run it out of the box see, like that. See, you know what? For for me, uh, I got to tell you, I was actually genuinely surprised at how slick it was right out of the box. Yeah. And and you know, did you get that thing a quart of oil when you got it or no? No. No, really? You ran it dry I'm trying like to that? think. Hold on. I'm, no, 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 no. I did. did I, you put get some, I put some uh, Lucas oil in, but that was it. That's right. I didn't, Lucas. I didn't strip it. Yep. Yep. I just I just sprayed some Lucas oil in there and that was so it. So straight out of the box, it's it's an AS43 you got. Correct. Right? Yeah. So straight out of the box, uh, you get this uh, pump action shotgun that I I managed to pull off and I and I'm not bragging, folks. And I've only told a couple of people this, but I'll share it with you now. I hit my very first 25 out of 25 at the trap range with a, with a shotgun that's got a four what a 14 inch barrel. Yeah. Yeah. So, like you know because. And what? for those who haven't didn't see the post, that's my gun. He beat my ass and shot a perfect round with my gun. First time I had that thing out. First time, yeah. First time we had it out. That's and correct. It w- but you know what though? I gotta tell you, I was very impressed with it overall. It's, I, like, you it's know smooth. Yeah, you know what? It it, do, it does a job. And it does do it, and a it job. Comes, and it comes with choke system. Yeah, three yeah. chokes, four plus one. Yep. Uh, four, uh, excuse me, not four, uh, uh, pistol grip. It also, you can also take the stock off. Yeah. And just do a pistol, and just do the the regular little knobby pistol oh, grip that it comes with too. Yeah, there it's in go. the box. Yeah, there you go. Well, you know what? I I gotta tell you, um, I, I've tried the latest for me. Uh, I've tried <laughs> the latest thing is that XR10, um, XR sorry, four ten, uh, made by Laser Arms. That revolving action shotgun. Yeah, I've had that thing out. And I've been having a lot of fun with that thing. Uh, you know, like kind of when look nobody's been looking. You know, I've been using this gun, and I find it's 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 a fun little uh, skeet shooting gun. Uh, it'd be great out in the field. They make several different barrel lengths, and the one that I've got is like the sixteen inch yeah, one. Yeah. And just I, I found like you know certainly if there were any timing issues related to the design, uh, the laser arms got it right because this thing locks up like tight as a drum. And it's got a great little sight system. It's got a rail that you can see through, so you can use iron sights if you want or mount an optic on it. And we've discovered that mounting an optic actually is a lot of fun. Uh, if you have an opportunity to throw you know, an optic, uh, like a little holograph or a reflex sight on a gun like that, you can actually you know, turn it into a real uh, great little grouse gun, I think, a rabbit gun, uh, you know, partridge gun. Now, there is something I've seen recently that I don't think you've got your hands on yet. And it looks like a mace from the 1400s. And it's a shotgun. It's got those. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, the Ridelli. Ridelli. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the the it, the, uh, the, 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 um, the gatekeeper. There you go. The gatekeeper. Trigger, Mark, you guys at Trigger are bringing in some badass looking firearms, that, man. I tell you, that's no, another. That's we're going to take that what? to the trap range too. I, I got a real surprise for you with that one. I, I got a little something going on at the metal workshop. Uh, that, that I, yeah, oh yeah, that that gun deserves. Uh, you know, a real a real piece uh, to mount on that rail system. I've got something oh. in mind you're gonna love. Right? Where the, you know what you hear it here first, folks, at the Canadian Gun Vault uh, during our podcast. But we've got something very special coming uh, for the Rodelli uh, Gatekeeper. Like Ma- that Gatekeeper yeah. looks like if you, you run out of ammo, you could just smash the door down with oh, it. Oh, it's it, that's it, the look it, it has. It's, it's heavy too. Like it's got it's got a real weight to it and a solid feel. Like you know, you know when you you know when you grab a pump action shotgun and you know there's a little bit of play in the uh, 
the transfer bars, you know, okay. in, the, yeah. in the foregrip. This is you tight feel, tolerances. You feel, you feel that little that little bit of slop. Yeah. You don't get that at all with this no thing. No way. Uh, dude, I picked this thing up and it was like 6.5 pounds of, that's pure, it? of pure. No, not that's it because it's short. It doesn't have all the barrel, right? So it's missing a stock. It's missing most of the barrel. So, I mean, it's a tight little unit. That Mad Max looking thing, right? Right, I mean, it is. Yeah, but but it weighs six and a half pounds unloaded. So I, I'm thinking actually with a full complement of ammunition in that thing, like it's going to be like a club. Like it, it really oh, yeah. is. A, it's a good it's a good solid feeling unit and when i found out the prices i'm like i'm getting me one of those things yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely uh but when uh when the project's done though i can't wait to call you over here because you're gonna lose your mind when you see it right? oh, oh yeah you your comment work. was for that comment was for the project not for the not oh. for the gatekeeper. Oh, for no, no, it's for, no, no, it's for the gatekeeper. Okay. We, got, we got we got a couple of projects here on the uh, on the go uh, right. simultaneously at the Canadian Gun Vault. It's uh, never a dull moment around here. Anyway, that's about all the time that we have for tonight's episode. Coach Nick, thank you so much again for joining us. Thanks for having me. Always fun. And we hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube, folks. Uh, share us with your friends. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight and stay safe.